You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. You're listening to PHP Ugly, episode 294. And that, my friend, is the sound of a freshly opened bottle of Lagavulin single malt. My last bottle, so this is going to have to be a short show. I'm your host, Eric Van Johnson, and we get together every week. We talk about PHP, coding, web development. We hang out with our Patreons and uh, other listeners in our Discord channel at discord.phpugly.com. And we also have some sponsors we will get to later. But before then, let me introduce my other amigos, my, 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 my completion of my three amigos. John Congdon. I didn't think the opening was ever going to end. And Tom right out. Hello. Hello, gentlemen. How are Hello. we doing this lovely evening? I'm so tired. So tired. Mm. So tired. What are, you doing? what are you doing that's making you so tired? Uh, I'm not sleeping well. And then uh, <clears throat> today I was very busy helping with uh, my wife who had surgery on her foot. Oh no! What happened? Uh, that uh, that thing that meant she can't go to Vietnam. What's it called? A bone spur. <laughs> I'm not sure. She. I'm not sure she had to worry about going to Vietnam. I mean, unless I'm, she had like a conference she wanted to go to or something. I don't know. She you're not sleeping well because you got a elephant on your bed. I've got three elephants on my bed and a cat. <laughs> I had a, I had a wonderful delivery. Uh, earlier this week, I've got, in addition to my PHP Roundtable Elephant, I now have the Neon PHP Architect Elephant. It's not Neon. Well, I have a black light running. And a Laravel Elephant. So now, Laravel. Now the three of them are stalking me from my bed. <laughs> well, the, La- the Laravel Elephant's already outdated. We've iterated on it three times since we sent you that one. Oh boy, I have a story about that today. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into it, shall we? Well, what have you guys been doing? Why are you so tired and or drunk? I don't think either one of us said we were tired. Who are you talking to? I don't know. <laughs> I actually went to bed early last night for the first time in a long time. <laughs> Why are you so tired and drunk and, you know, like strung out? Yeah. What? What? <laughs> Why are you guys dressed like elephants? Why are you projecting? <laughs> and Why do you smell like smoke? <laughs> It's, yeah, which one of you is burning toast in my house? <laughs> uh, what would what, you say, John? You you you're sleeping well at night? No, I just I, for the first time in a long time, I went to bed early last night because I was absolutely exhausted. So I got a good night's sleep for the first time. What's early for you? Last night, ten o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, that's early. that's early for for people with kids like under the age of like twelve. Yeah, ten o'clock is yeah. is considered early, and, and sleeping in until eight is sleeping in late. Yeah, I'm normally like 
between 12 and one is when I'm going to bed. So I, I went flying three days in a row and climbing up that hill. So seven times in three days, I was just sore and I had the worst experience yesterday. My first time ever being dragged by my wing. So I brought it up and everything was looking good. I went to turn around to launch and the wind picked me up before I was ready and spun me the wrong way. So I had the risers. I was just facing backwards and tried to bring it down. It went to the side and just drug me like 30 feet across the ground. So my legs all sore, my knees sore. Not fun. But got it all out of the bushes. Uh, had a couple guys there helping me, which was awesome. It's a great community of people. Got everything untangled, laid back out, brought it up, got off the hill and was done. <laughs> Came home with the bed early. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that like that whole jumping off a cliff thing really wears you out pretty quick. It's more the climbing up in order to be able to do said cliff jumping. I would just be screaming the whole way down. No, you wouldn't. It's hike, not that hike bad. back up and then scream all the way down again. <laughs> No, I scream on the way up, like, why do I got to climb? This sucks. That's the worst part. You got, you got the one wheel. Are you using the one wheel yet? Uh, I keep wanting to take it out just to play on it, but I can't take it up. There's no way it would go up that hill. Mm-hmm. It just, the, the, the rocks, the steepness, a couple areas where it's almost like washout in the middle. So you got these little things on the side you're climbing up. The body's littering the cliffside. <laughs> Plus, taking the one wheel up, how do you get the one wheel down? <laughs> Strap it on your He's... back. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. How about you, how Eric? You, Tom? How's, your, how's your week? Oh, oh week's fine. Plugging along. Doing my coding. Loving it. How are Doing you liking the challenging source, stuff? Uh, I go back and forth on it. Um, last, last week you were like, ready to scrap it and go back to just simple crud. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I go back and forth on it. I have a lot of files. Like, and part of that's me. Part of that's on me. Because I decided to do these invocable controllers where everything was going to have a single purpose. Kind of keeping that whole single responsibility sort of mindset. Uh, you know, extending that out from the DDD approach. That's perfect. That is perfect. But then you end up with like, you know, four or five files that have really similar names. One's a controller, one's a value object. The other one's, uh, you know, just a, just a job. That's what you want. Single responsibility. It's super testable. Once you get, you're still not testing. That's why you're not seeing the benefit of, those things right right and, and i realize that's that's the next thing i'm gonna really need to tackle is get some testing done and i think i'm getting close to there i'm getting to the point now where we got a lot of got a lot of the back-end components in place um i mean i'm far from done there's a lot of like stuff that i gotta iterate back through and figure out you know how i want to do things and clean some things up and and uh card in a few areas but uh, yeah, I need to get some testing and get some testing in place. But yeah, I don't know, man. I um, 
I, I'm going to like it more when it stops being challenged. So one of the problems I had today, and, and I guess we all kind of go through this when we're learning new patterns and work, new workflows, but I started feeling like I was just copying and pasting. Like like I, I, I was losing sight of why I was doing certain things certain ways. I just knew, oh, yeah, I need this file to have these parameters in it and copy and paste and oh yeah what did i do in that other file that kind of does the same thing this file does so i'm still struggling a lot with that <laughs> of of really understanding what's being passed around why it's being passed around and how it's being built that just but sounds I'm like regular programming kind of getting there kind of getting there yeah it is and, and like i said i yeah this is the first time this has happened to me right it, i i've had this uh, happen before and it's just, it takes a while. I'm to the point now where I'm, I'm kind of feeling like I'm, I'm making progress and making progress. So, and I had an issue today where I did something wrong that busted everything. And I was able to kind of dissect it, dissect it and say, okay, I, I, I know what I did wrong here and go back in there and fix it. It's one of the tricky parts is because we are not dealing directly with the database right now we're strictly working with the aggregate in the event sourcing world there's a lot of serializing and deserializing so there's that middle step right. before you get to the database and then what happens when you come out of the database and when do you when are you working with objects value objects specifically and when are you working with raw data like strings and Booleans. Uh, so getting your mind wrapped around that takes time. And it, I think you're getting there as of today. Yeah, I really think that uh, value object approach was a bigger curveball than I had anticipated. And I, it was never really even on my radar. I, I had heard of value objects before. And I'm sure I've used them in the past, but it's been kind of transparent to me. Um, but yeah, doing that piece of it was was a, a little bit of a curveball for me and took me a little while. And, and I'm still not using it correctly. Like I, I have the basic value object created where it says, okay, this should be a string. This should be an integer. Um but I'm not really doing any validation like I should be doing. Like, hey, this should be a string. It should be at least this long. It can't be longer than this. Blah blah blah. I need to kind of get back to that piece of it. But and and that's yeah. the whole point of the value object, right? And if you're passing around just a bare string, you don't know what's in there. You don't know if it's valid. So, but at least you have it, which makes refactoring way easier. And again, going back to testing, when you're passing that type of object into another class, say your commands or your events, you know that it's valid. So now once you test that value object, you know that everything should work that uses that. And then you can change that value object and do more things with it. And the rest of your code doesn't care. It's like, you're giving me one. Okay, as long as it does what I need it to do. Right, right. So I'm getting there. I'm, I'm definitely getting there. I, uh, I uh, don't know if I'm going to embrace it as much as I've embraced other patterns, but I'm going to try. I I want to see 
the benefits. Like I want to see the application built and being able to go back and say, okay, because we did event sourcing, we can now do this. That's what I need to see. I I don't know that you're going to get that from the event sourcing for a long time. That's a problem, John. Are you talking about the event sourcing piece or the value object piece? The event sourcing piece. I need to see, I need to see the value added for all this additional time, effort and learning the, the additional time is because it's a new pattern. It's a new thing. Right. If you, Which takes like more if you, time. Right. If you knew it, it would be, you would just throw it together and you'd be good to go. You're just, you're rolling them all the way back to last week now. He just doesn't even want to do yeah, it. I, would say that I still don't understand why I'm doing it. <laughs> if I'm not going to see a benefit or a you're, value add to it. The value add is going to be when the client comes to us and says, why did this happen this way? And we can say, because your users did X, Y, and Z, resulting in this result. That's what I, that's what I want to hear. That's and what I want to see. And it's not our fault. It's Caleb. Billy Bob over <laughs> at, at Client did this. Not our fault. That's that's where the value add is going to be. I honestly think that I, we'll, we're going to see value add with reporting. I, I want to get to uh, I want to get to a reporting stage where we can actually start looking at the data we're gathering and be able to go to the client and say, hey, you know what? Since we have this data, we can generate these reports, which we would not have been able to do uh, typically. I mean, had you known about it ahead of time, sure, you can you can log any information. But we have this report now in mind that we didn't anticipate, but we have everything event sourced so we can create it. Exactly. We'll get there. That's why we're doing it. Yeah. Exciting. What about you, Tom? Oh, you know, just uh, the normal work stuff. Uh, Working on a lot of bugs. We don't, uh, I don't know if we've discussed this before, but we don't point. We don't uh, give story points. I do believe you mentioned that. There's been, there's been some shakeup and now we're trying to, the, the developer team is trying to convince the product team that we need to add points to bug. So there's a whole, you know, internal conflict now with, with that. Uh, fortunately though, no one's in an actual office. So it's just like the 10 minute stand up period of time. I, I still think it, it gives you the ability to make room in your sprint for bugs. I, you know, otherwise you, you fall back you don't get everything in your sprint done because you, you've allotted for X number of points you're spending time on bugs you're not gonna you may not get to everything you said you could complete because i, I know i know numbers i'm, I'm not numbers. <laughs> i i'm not in the position of defending this i i'm totally totally on board <clears throat> give me those points besides that just uh nose of the grindstone trying to sleep but having yeah normal normal stuff trying to keep up with the news but there has been like basically so like keeping yeah. up with it was just a, a brisk walk. Yeah, this is definitely one of those weeks where it's like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna have to wing this one, find something interesting to talk about because you, you, you brought up Laravel revisions. Oh yeah, <laughs> sounds but like there's, there's something there's to talk not, about. There. There's not nothing to talk about. Uh, we talked last week about Vite, the mm-hmm. uh, the new. 
JavaScript CSS package management thingy that is now the default in Laravel after much discussion, by which I mean none. <laughs> well, in, in in our in our Discord channel at uh, discord.phpaily.com, there's been a lot of discussion about people trying to switch over to Vite. It hasn't really been smooth sailing. Switch over to Vite or upgrade Vite? I'm sorry, upgrade. Because last week it was switch over. This week it's upgrade. Because Vite 3 was released this week. So there's oh, a, well, then I don't know. So there is, I don't know. There's a new major revision of Vite that requires View 3 instead of View 2. And there's a whole, like, upgrade path for config option changes and dev server port number changes, uh, general changes, a different version of Tensor that needs to be installed. Just just poor timing, I would say. Like, if you, if you had just spent a week of work getting Vite working and then... Today it just stopped working because now you need Vite three. <laughs> I still I, don't even know. I, I I don't even have my head around it. It's just a build. It's just a build for the build scripts, right? Yeah, That's all it is. Yeah. And and there's uh, there's a lot of discussion around it on the Laravel subreddit, where someone was basically saying like, "Hey, why, like, why use Vite instead of Mix?" And everyone's response is, well, it's Vite is much faster. Um, and then a bunch of people saying, well, I mean, yeah, it's much faster, but it doesn't work for the packages I was using. I have to, like, rig it up with, rig it up with wires and switches and buttons to get it to actually I mean, compile how, my stuff now. How often do you run your build stuff? Every time I deploy or every time I... <laughs> build stuff every time I build. No, every, 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 uh, every no, every commit, every commit that I as, push out as, builds as a developer. Okay, so it is is your build significant? Is it the build time that's significant to you that you see a benefit to switching? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, people are saying like, yeah, it's a significant difference in build time, but like, if it's causing I, you massive headaches, who cares? I don't I don't do much front end stuff, but the people doing front end uh, that I know listened to the show and corrected me. They didn't call mix shit like they just said that we outgrew Laravel Mix. That's why they picked up Vite, and it has has had a performance impact. It's definitely better than Mix faster but i don't have the numbers to say what it went from and to I'm sure i could look back and find that though i mean they get paid by the hour though right <laughs> shooting themselves in the foot if you ask me no it's in the ci system we're all waiting for builds to get through ci when you're waiting forever for npm still still making my point exactly still making my point i i just I don't understand. I why not have it just remove the build pipeline, like the front end build pipeline completely, and just have 
Like, hey, here's how to install the one you want. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's going to be mandated on you. And, and it's not like mandated yet. I mean, sure, Laravel 10 won't support. It's just, it's, it's just an unnecessary change. Not well, it's not. It. It's not completely unnecessary, or, or, or I suspect it's not completely unnecessary. I, I think Mix itself might not be getting the support or continued development that people were looking for. So there, there could have been a driving factor behind replacing it that we're not familiar with. I don't know. I mean, I kind of miss Guzzle still. <laughs> Gulp, not Guzzle. Guzzle still thing. There was one before Gulp too. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. I don't do enough for them to care. Like <laughs> exactly, that's actually, kind of how I am. Actually, right now I can't even build the front end assets on my machine, and I have no clue why. For the project I work on, I keep trying to bring down fresh containers. The, a fresh code base and just it refuses oh, to build. That actually reminds me of something, uh, not totally related, but kind of related on the same kind of same path. Um, John, I meant to share with you today as we were doing a little pair of programming and I forgot, so I will share with you on the show so everybody can appreciate it. I Uh-oh. had a, another employee that I needed to bring up the speed on the project I'm working on. And uh, I've been using Lando for my managing my Docker containers for a while, but I can't really, I can't really expect everybody to use Lando. So what I did was I installed sale and, you know, just figured, okay, sale will be part of the repo. Had an issue with John when I did this. I don't think it was on this project. I think it was actually another project we were, we were working on. But John was no, like, was I, don't ha- I don't have PHP installed on my system to do a composer install of Sail so I can get Docker going with, with Sail installed. So it was like this uh, chicken and egg situation. And I'm like, well, you know, of course, me thinking the way I think, I'm like, well, I can send you the Docker file and you can just do a Docker up on it because I have, you know, the Docker file. And actually, the Docker file, I think, was in the repo. But irregardless, this is a situation for anybody who might not, you know, who might be starting with a fresh install of Laravel and need. It's that Docker container. Sale, there is a Docker command you can run out the box, not Docker Compose, a Docker command you can run that will spin up a container for you to install your composer and dependencies, which would include the sale stuff and get everything up and running for you. So there it had to be gone and looked at the documentation for sale. We would I, we would have seen this because I had to use this with the other developer, so it's a good little nugget of information for people out there because Docker is becoming so prevalent. What John has, where he doesn't have any of these services installed locally, is not crazy. It's actually probably a good idea. The, the and, funny part is, I'm looking right now. If I do a PHP V, I have eight one eight installed, and when I do a composer install in this. Uh, application, it's saying that I have 808 installed. Well, that's a problem. Yeah, that's weird. I know it's a problem. 
It's saying that it requires PHP greater than 8.1, but I have 8.0.8 installed. In Docker? What? No, nothing to do with Docker. I'm literally just running Composer install. <sighs> do a Composer self-update. Don't tell me to do it. You're not my dad. Although I am afraid recently that I'm going to be like that dad who's doing a live stream and the kid just sort of casually walks in the room and I fucking lose it and start screaming at him. Because, oh, they're just driving me nuts. Driving oh, me. they could be like, my kids and just pop into Discord and talk to you. Oh, that's significantly Or we have other family members that just lurk. I, I can't even find her username on here. I don't know who she is. <laughs> oh, yeah I, yeah. I shared a screenshot in Discord of me doing a Composer install, complaining about 808, but showing that my PHP version is 818. Frustrating. And I tried to compose yourself update. That didn't work either. I mean, that worked, but it's still doing the same complaint. Interesting. Do you have a different console version than you would do? No, I, PM I, I think it's the, I think it's the package. I think the package has a, a, a requirement of 8.0. It hasn't updated its PHP requirement. I, I've had this happen to me in the past, where it says you have to have a minimum of of eight point but no, but you have eight point one. But Symphony is straight up saying your PHP version is eight point zero eight. Right, it's saying it wants eight one or higher. Oh, gotcha. I think and I bet I you your I bet you your CLI version and your FPM version are different. But this one would be but going through but FPM. This is all. This it's is all CLI. CLI. Yeah, this is all CLI because it's Composer. Yep. I don't even how do you I don't even know how you achieve some of the things you achieve. I don't know either. I'm ready to just blow my machine away because I can't upgrade Pop OS. It's complaining about that. It's time to just do a fresh install, wipe it all out. Wait a minute, you, you can't install your Pop OS? I can't upgrade Pop OS. You can't upgrade Pop OS. And oh. I've been back and forth with the with their support team and they haven't figured it out either. Oh, that's not good. Gee. That's fantastic. Uh, but we do I really did. want them to be sponsors, so that's all we're saying negatively. <laughs> Which reminds me, I love PHP Storm now. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like, I uh, I keep looking at the PHP Storm support for generics and just kind of go, oh, man, that would be really what? nice. Why? I mean, not that I, it might be one of those things I don't really see the benefit for because I know a lot of people want generics and PHP, but I, I just, I don't know. Now, John, John showed me something today. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. What was it like? Create variable or something? The refactor, introduce variable, or introduce introduce variable. Yeah, that that was kind of cool. The, but the generics are cool in the sense that it stops you from making stupid mistakes. When you say this variable I, is in a... You do not slight, know me. Slight correction. It stops other people from making stupid mistakes with your code. There you go. It stops people from <laughs> modifying things from what they should absolutely... And I think uh, I think uh, Copilot understands. Oh, yeah. I had turned Copilot off today. It was driving John that crazy. Really? Yeah. 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 But... I, I I keep I keep bouncing back I keep bouncing back and forth on it. Uh, it was just 
How's this still working for you? I thought you had to pay for it now. I'm paying for it. We're paying for it. Oh. Oh. It's cheap. Yeah. I found out today I'm paying for Envoyer. I've been paying for Envoyer for the company for like the last three or four years. Which which Laravel project is that? That's the deployment management uh, pipeline that they have. It's, I mean, it's nice. It's, it's nice. It's all right. But uh, yeah, I I go to my credit card. I'm like, what is this Envoyer.io? Like, like is that like Envoyer Envoyer? And I go, I go to our Envoyer account. Somehow I have my personal credit card in there. So, crap. You would have think that would have come up when you were buying a house, but uh, no, I can understand how looking at your finances closely when buying a house wouldn't be top priority. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and you know, it only hits it only hits your card like once a year, so unless you're paying attention, it's you know, it's not crazy expensive either. So it's it's not like it, it's a major red flag or anything. I've had some I've had some weird uh, credit experiences lately. I had very, very bad credit for a long time for a number of reasons, but mostly because I didn't use credit at all. And since the Experian uh, data breach where they basically screwed everybody, I, uh, I've i got the free, you know, what is my score service. And I pulled, right. it, I pulled it up today to look at uh, what my score was to see if I could apply for another credit card or something. You know what my my credit score was? 622. 755. Oh. Wow. Like I went from I went from Clearly there's a mistake. Yeah. I mean I didn't I didn't correct them or anything. I just said cool. <laughs> cool. I'll take 10 credit cards. Yeah, that'll help you keep that high credit score. <laughs> well, I'm looking into it cuz I'm looking for houses. Which is like my new sort of self-punishment for having a slow day. I'm, t- I'm telling you, I, I was telling the wife about this. I, I think in 10, 15 years, a private citizen owning a home is going to be like a big deal. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like people who, who want to buy a home and there's a private citizen selling their house, it's, it's going to be like a huge deal. You know, it'd also be a Companies. big deal. What's that? Our sponsor, Honey Badger. When you're in production, a thousand things can go wrong. You could deploy a bug in your latest release. Your background jobs can silently fail. Someone could trip over the network cable at your data center. And this all comes back to you. You need to know when bad things happen and be able to respond to them quickly. That's why we built Honey Badger. It's easy to install Honey Badger in your backend applications and front end JavaScript. It only takes a few minutes of configuration and you'll have monitoring done. That's because we hook into popular web frameworks, job systems, and the browser so that when any of them crash, we can automatically let you know. We ping your application from our global fleet of servers to let you know about problems with connectivity, latency, and SSL certificates. And we monitor your recurring jobs to see if any of them stop recurring. When there's a problem, we alert your team using the tools you already use. We can create issues in GitHub, Jira, and other issue trackers, and send notifications via Slack, PagerDuty, or other channels. When you click through, you'll be taken to detailed information on the error. You'll see things like request parameters, headers, user information, and the backtrace. 
click on any line of the backtrace to view it in GitHub, Bitbucket, or your local editor. When you fix a problem, just mark it resolved and follow up with the affected user. That's HoneyBadger, where the monitoring tool for web developers would rather be, well, developing. Thanks, Thank HoneyBadger. So, Chad, I don't know what's going on with your mic, man, but when you, like, what? yeah, I think, yours uh, are, are Tom. Some, well, somebody is. It's not the other guys. Did you hear it, Tom? What? My voice cracking? Well, I, no, I thought it was static. We're, we're spending too much time on it. Move on. Right. Discord, let <laughs> me know if it's just me. Maybe it's just me, but somebody's mic sounds like it's blowing out. In fact, if oh. anything is just Eric, please let him know. He's getting to that age where we can't tell if he's seeing things on his own or he's got a bunch my, of new elephants. We don't know where they came from. So right. my my one kid, hold on, let me let me interrupt you really quick, John, since uh since since Tom opened up this door. Uh first thing I I'm I'm really proud. Uh, one of my kids is getting a, a full-time job in the field that they they wanted to be in which is nursing um they're going to to be starting at a hospital um nearby so nearby. very proud of very proud of them uh very excited but leading up to that time they were doing um it's kind of a, a consulting for nurses i forget what it's called um but they call like nurses in like these random nurses whenever they need help. And they're typically at these retirement homes and memory care facilities and all that. That's the fun <laughs> so, thing about memory care facilities is you keep swapping out the nurses as much as possible. Really get them guessing. <laughs> They've taken to talking to my wife and I, the way they talk to patients where they, <laughs> She'll start tapping my wife on the shoulder. Mrs. Johnson, Mrs. Johnson, are you okay, Mrs. Johnson? Do you need some help getting up? It's extremely aggravating and somewhat soothing at the same time. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I, no, I, I can actually confirm this. My wife, uh, a couple years ago, did uh, nursing training. And they were doing the whole process of how you enter a room and you start discussing things. And uh, so I'm just sitting at my desk one day and there's a knock at, Yeah. And then my wife lets herself into our bedroom <laughs> and then realizes what, she, <laughs> realizes what she had done and just starts crying. <laughs> That's funny. All right, John, I cut you off a couple times. What's yeah, up? I just last week or the week before we, we were talking about Git Bisect and we were asking what it did and how it was useful. So I found a video and I'm sharing it in the show notes and on discord but it's really freaking cool in the sense that it really just helps you track down where you where you introduce a bug or a change in the code and it's literally just you start it and you say this is a bad commit and then you have a list of your commit hashes and you say i know this one is good back last week if that's your last good deploy or whatever and then it just keeps going in half. It checks out the next one, and you're basically, okay, this one's good. And as you're doing it, it will tell you, okay, we've probably got two, three, five steps, You know, however many it's going to take to get to the middle or to that final commit. And just really just narrows you down and will show you where you, 
where that change happened. So I, I saw that you posted this, but I didn't watch it because I'm still, I'm completely reliant on purple links in the Google search results for rolling back a commit that I accidentally made. So like even the most basic, like, oops, I pushed out a bad commit. I still suffer with just out of memory. And, and if it wasn't for the link being purple on my Google search results, I don't even think I could find my way back to the right answer. <laughs> That's funny. Look at you. you yeah. Did, you did some bisecting, huh? Uh, yeah, I, I, I misspelled biscuit there. It should have been uh, get biscuit. But uh, yeah, no, I actually have uh, my... My uh, oh my zsh has a bunch of aliases in it, and it has a whole slew of them for get bisect. Um, so I'm, I might have to actually just play with this a couple times and uh, see how it works. Because yeah, that is that's interesting. I see a lot of usefulness with this. Yeah, but I mean, even in the video, it says you may not use this daily. It's one of those when something goes wrong and you you're trying to figure out where or how this is a tool to do so. And I know that uh, the phone burner team has done it multiple times over the past year. Not a ton, but it's more of a, what happened here Mm -hmm. and then figuring it out. Explain, explain the logic of your command line here to me, Eric. Sorry. You've got the, you've got the host name. On the branch that you're on, and then a Mario uh, question mark block. <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> oh, 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 man. Okay. Via. It's it, it's it's the pro. That's the GameCube symbol. <laughs> and a version via, and then an elephant, and a version via on, and then a whale with a version. So it takes up your your current operating environment. Takes up a whole line in your console. No, it's it's very it's 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 much smaller than than what this leads you to believe. But yeah, it's I don't know. I like very informative uh, command lines. What is version twelve dot twenty two dot nine? Yeah, what is the GameCube uh, symbol there? That is something uh, that that project uses. Um, yeah, GameCubes. I'm not actually. <laughs> I read what the first one is. The, I get the elephant. I think, is the it PHP must be. Version. I think it's. Is it Node? Would it be Node? Yeah, that that's the PHP version, and then the Docker. I I believe that's the Docker version. So, I believe the first one's Node. Let me let me just do a quick check. Node. I know dash, Node twelve version. is the current version because. Yeah, that's Node. So it's Node, PHP, and Docker versions, do and then it's the frequent. It's the branch I'm on. The question mark re- refers that it's a dirty branch. That means I have uh, I have. Uh, uncommitted changes in that like branch, a for that. and uh, the L nine upgrade is my branch name for Laravel nine upgrade, and the DD office is the project it's in. So it's DD office on L nine upgrade branch with version twelve of Node, eight point one of PHP, and twenty of Docker. Do you need your version of Docker ever? But I get the. Cool little whale. Look how cool that whale is. Come on. Who wouldn't want that? I mean, 
There are people who are afraid. Of I things. thought I thought you were going to ask me about the uppercase G because that's the one that always throws people off. It's like, wait, what is? That's not a command, and that's a that's a, a ZSH. Uh, well, I think it's an oh my ZSH shortcut for grep. So whenever you want to do something, and you normally do the pipe grep command, this uppercase G replaces all that. So I can do anything uppercase G and whatever I want to grep for. Interesting. I learned something yeah, new today. Yeah. Oh, my ZSH. I'll throw that uh, in the show notes as well. Well, I use oh, my ZSH, but I didn't know the, the G command. Hey, look at that. Uh, that works. You have it? <laughs> and you use it. I mean, I use it a lot now that I, ha- now that I uh, have it, but yeah. Interesting. Thank you. I mean, I use, I use oh, my ZSH as well. It's the default for OSX terminal. Well, ZSH is the default for OSX terminal. Oh, my ZSH is a framework around that around that terminal. So there's there's a difference, but yes. Oh boy, A Woods in Discord. I disappeared. Yes, you did. You did. Oh, you can hear me. Yep. Nope. <laughs> oh, my camera's off. <laughs> Well, crap. This part's just pre-recorded. I'm assuming what you would say if suddenly you disappear. Yes. Uh, funny. We'll see. We'll see if he can figure figure this out. Meanwhile, A Woods bring, brought up Twitter, and <laughs> we have to we have to talk Twitter. Your Elon favorite Musk, person, Elon Musk, yes. who just got clowned on all over the place this week is trying to pull out of the Twitter deal. And I think that's just fantastic because part of the Twitter deal was no inspection as is product, no warranty, no refund. And then he came out and was like, yeah, they didn't answer my question about the bots thing. So I'm just going to ditch it. And uh, Twitter was like, no, you're not. So Twitter is now <laughs> suing to have the FCC force him to buy Twitter while Tesla is bordering bankruptcy and all of his political allies are turning on him. Oh, and did I did I read something right today? Does he have a sister niece? That's his dad. His right, yes, yeah, which makes has, it yes. his sister yeah, niece. He, uh, no, sister mom. No, he has a, oh, well, yeah, I guess he has a sister mom, yeah. too. But the baby they had would be his sister, sister niece. Yeah. Wait, yeah. What? His father married and has now had kids with his stepsister, who he has been a step-parent to. Which yeah, that's isn't weird. the whole Woody, isn't weird whole Woody Allen thing going on there. Yeah. Also, uh, Elon Musk had twins. This week with one of his executives. Uh, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, and no wonder he pulled out of the Twitter deal. He's got to raise two kids. <laughs> I'm telling you, fucker just can't pull out. <laughs> Pulling out is not a strong point for him. Yes. Thank you for that setup. <laughs> I owe you money now. Uh, yeah. So, like, real bad week for Elon Musk. Seems to just be losing money hand over fist. And now everyone is investigating all of his business dealings. Uh, 
to the extent where people who work at SpaceX are saying they won't even like deal with him when he's in the room. Like they'll just leave the room and stuff like that. So it's always, it's always good to see uh, rich people fail. I mean, it's yeah, I guess, but he's still rich. (laughs) Yeah, but you can be rich and sad and that's what I'm hoping he is. (laughs) It's like those millionaire winners who are like, yeah, it made my life worse. Like, excellent. (laughs) it's not supposed to make your life better it's supposed to make it easier all right what else we got going on anything anything worth talking about what php version stats i was gonna ask you about that let's do that php version stats what's up so this is a sort of a regular article written on stitcher.io that breaks down what versions of php are accessing packages. So you know the source of this data. This is not a crawler that is getting PHP versions off of all the websites it hits. This is just packagist activity, um, which I, I would guess is a pretty good sample of things that are actively in development. Yeah, especially in this day and age. There's plenty of stuff out there that's not actively in development. Who cares about that stuff? But... The people that want to break into um, systems. Actually, I got a question for you. Would this ca- this would not capture our WordPress community? Would it? Probably not. Okay, that's a pretty big, uh, pretty big data set we're missing well, there. I don't know. It depends. That's not entirely true. Some WordPress sites use Composer, not WordPress itself, but when you start writing your own plugins and stuff. Well, current WordPress requires 7.4 or greater. So it might not capture it, but it is in the top percent. It is the most common version. The minimum requirement is the most common version. So what we're seeing as of the start of July is a 25% on 8.1. Uh, 20%. That's not bad. 20% on 8. 30. So that's that's almost 50% right there. That's yeah. 40, 45%. 38% yeah. on 7.4. And then the rest falling to 7.3, 7.2, and 7.1. Everything below that is less than 1% of the total environment. So I was really surprised to see that 8.1 has the traction that it has because... As of January, 8.0 only had 23%. So more people upgraded from 7.4 to 8.1 than did from 8.0, 7.4 to 8.0, or something along those lines. Some some similar, some random understanding of math, because I don't have a good understanding. <laughs> I think enums, though, I think enums are the big deal. I do like my enums. Yeah. But enums are available in 7.4, just not as a PHP construct. Like, I was using them as, in code, just, again, there were classes that were written by the team, not by, not available within PHP. Well, I mean, anything is like that, John. Anything's available. Well, I, I agree. If you want to write it. It's like, that's the big thing. There's lots of enum packages out there. What I'm really want is 
watching Eric with the event sourcing stuff and being able to do private read only within the constructor. I was like, going to mention that. Yeah. That is so I, nice. I, I forget what that's called. What's that? A promotion. Which, right. Which you need to go back and do that on one of the, com- I think on the uh, generic command, I think I had you do the initialize because I forgot about that piece. And yeah, I'll check that. it out. Good point. I'll check it out. Now, I did a code review today that had a named argument reference in it. And I don't know how I feel about that. I like it. John, those and it's driving me nuts. John was asking, <laughs> John I was like, it. why is that word there? <laughs> I'm like, it's a named argument. <laughs> I mean, constructors are getting kind well, of big you, now. You, you say you hate it, but. The ones that I don't do it in, PHP Storm still puts it there. So it's like visually it's still there. Yeah, I suppose, but I don't know. It just drives me nuts. But again, I it, wasn't actually, you type, it wasn't you typing it. It was Copilot. I, I, in there for I actually haven't. It, excuse me. I typed. I don't think that's a Copilot thing. Maybe it is. But I type a lot of those. Yeah. But yeah, uh, but honestly, I type them when I when I'm creating them, but I never I never use them when I implement them. Like I never, I still don't implement my variables out of order. (laughs) I don't know why. It's just I don't because it's dumb. (laughs) I don't like it. I keep telling myself my future self or a future developer will appreciate that I did this because I'm I'm okay with it if. You're passing in just true or false or a, a blank Why? number because then you know what is <laughs> being passed in. Or an object. <laughs> right. Well, no. When you're passing in like a variable, the variable should be named what's going in. Like you should know what you're passing in just fine. Well, well, it's not only the name. It's the order, right? That's the big thing. It's like you don't but have to. you're not to, changing you don't the order. To... <laughs> Well, I, that's what I just said. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I haven't implemented it where I've needed it, but yeah. You know that painting of of George Washington that's famously unfinished because the the White House burned down. Yes, it's like putting a sticky note over the unfinished part and just drawing in the rest. You're just like, yeah, this will this will patch it up for now. I don't think it's anything like that. Exactly and re- and re- and remember, remember, one of the benefits was. That uh, if you had, re- uh, if you did optional uh, variables, then required variables that you can now, you, you, you didn't have to do them in order. So right. now you can really fuck up your methods. <laughs> you can have yeah, a required like variable it. after a bunch of not required Listen, variables. you're the one wanting attributes that you don't even freaking use in the language, just in the IDE. So Generic. back. All the fuck off my back on this one, Thomas. I have a question for you. How about code style where you have an array, dollar, junk, bracket, space, quote, your key, quote, space, putting spaces between your bracket and your quotes. How do you feel about that? (laughs) So before you answer, before you answer, Tom, let me warn you. It's clearly some PSR because 
it only happens to me in PHP Storm that I have this PSR setting on, and when I do it in Vim, definitely not a works. PSR thing. I don't know. It's not a PSR. This, this, it, well, it, it, it is. It is a PSR setting 12. in PHP Storm. Yeah, but PSR it's twelve a, it's, got implemented way before named named argument references. This is a named argument. So it's completely separate. This doesn't just the this visual look of this does not bother me. Spacing? Putting it's putting spaces between the bracket and the quotes of your key. I, I put it in Discord if you wanted to see an example. Of I want to see. Yeah, what is our Discord? Discord.phpugly.com. That's right. Okay, so short answer: uh, No, that is incorrect. Well, there is no incorrect or correct. Oh yeah, it's there is. There is all. It's all correct. You don't. You just don't just, care for it's, it. It's just to, visually to take, disrupting. To take your most You're recent visually argument, disrupting. This is something that the IDE uses, but as soon as PHP is actually compiled into execution, all the spaces are removed. So you're not even using the spaces. Again, you're just using them care. for IDE purposes. I mean, that's like that's like the the fact that you're using multiple lines is the same argument there, buddy. Not that's, sure if you've seen my nothing. latest code. One line. <laughs> I'm actually, yeah, it's it's all. I right, will. Uh, no, I'm actually I'm actually executing a uh, a PHP doc block. <laughs> that's just one line. So, so John has come around. John has gotten very savvy at telling me, "Hey, jump up four four lines, go down six lines." He's gotten very now, good at that with works, our pair. It works when you don't move your cursor. And then I try to say it really quick. I'm like, five up and ten down. Yeah, Those two and lines. that was never the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be really quick. Fair, jump, go up five, and then come down ten, and go over three. The problem with me was never like not understanding what was on your screen. It was yelling "stop" every time you kept scrolling past what you were supposed to be looking for. <laughs> stop! No, no. I got, I got shit to get done, man. I got shit to get done. Yeah. So spaces in the uh, uh, the key section of an array definition. Uh, no, that's fully incorrect. That is ugly. Absolutely. Looks beautiful and very easy to read. I suggest everybody do it now just because they So do you auto space it so that the brackets all line up? So there's a a, a number of spaces depending on how the bracket not the not the brackets the oh no. The bracket the 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 equals all line up. But that, that that is definitely a personal preference of mine. See, I like that, but nobody else seems to. Yeah, I, I get that a lot as well. Nobody nobody seems to appreciate that as much as I do. Yeah, so like, like this. <laughs> this really beautifies the whole thing. Well, no, you, you have to put the you have to center hay within there. You screwed that up. There's a reason yeah, I don't. Come on, I, I don't Tom. do CSS for a reason, man. I can't set it. And, and, and I'm Tom, and I'm Tom doesn't even have any spaces in it. You're you're really ju- just screwing this whole thing up. Well, I mean, we're it's talking about why would you possibly put spaces in there? I can't think of a less important reason than to perfectly evenly space all your brackets when you're using a monotype font. You know what is important to us, Tom? Our, Our supporters on Patreon. Look at that. 
I need to change that graphic. Oh, I forgot to take Jeff. Jeffrey D is no longer a new Patreon supporter, but yeah. Is Jeffrey D still a Patreon supporter though? Because that's I see I see a couple names <laughs> on there that accident? shouldn't be on there anymore, too. Just saying. Well, technically they're on, on there through the month of July. And you know who you are. Talking to us now in Peach Buttery in Discord. Buttery crumpet. <laughs> maybe maybe that's what we need to do. We need to make a big graphic when people drop off the list. Like, we don't care for this jerk yeah. anymore. Should they get timed out in Discord too for a week? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Do it do it Philip DeFranco style. This this week's douchebag of the week. <laughs> I have to compliment John. Uh, I know I do it a lot. Well, I feel like I do. Well, let me ask you, Tom. When you got your elephants, did you appreciate... Did you know you were getting elephants when you saw the package? No, I was baffled. Did you not send them the right package, Jim? So, Oh, you did. Here's, here's how dumb I am. <laughs> Had no idea what was in this box that says PHP Architect <laughs> after requesting that you send me an elephant for two weeks. No clue. And then, so that- and then we sent you that night, last week, I sent you the tracking number saying, yep. hey, look, yep. we really did send you something. Yeah. That's how little I've been sleeping, is I got this box <laughs> that I knew was coming that had an elephant in it, got it. Didn't know what was in it. Opened it up, and I was pleasantly surprised. So I don't. That that's all, John. First off, John John took the time. He, he's like uh, he's like I can't. We can't send the elephants until we get the boxes in. And I you know I ordered these boxes. I'm like, I'm like yeah. I mean, really? Like I got a bunch of old Amazon packages at home. I will just give you those boxes. <laughs> uh, but John John went the extra mile and got the PHP Architect boxes, and it. It makes me feel good when I see people tweet about the elephants and the and the boxes like there in the background or something. I'm like, oh, it's uh, that's nice, man. It, it does look good. I love the white and just the little orange. It's very clean. Good job, John. Thank you. Although some people did get special boxes. I, I think I told you. Somebody got my kid's pull-up box. <laughs> <laughs> Well, those were the large, the very large orders. Yeah. yeah, we we got we got one size box. So if you didn't if you didn't tip, you got a pull up box with a special surprise in it. <laughs> uh, yes the the elephants are wonderful. I'm very very happy with them. I still don't have an office. Um. Looking for houses that'll have like space for an office for me. The market here has been absurd, and it is it is like uh, like the Da Vinci Code when you just sort of like pull open the website, pull open Zillow, and then just start whipping yourself in the back just to experience <laughs> the pain as much as you can. I told John my neighbors put their house up on the market. It's like I, I moved in. They're like, no, forget this. We're out of here. We're out of here. Got too many rainbows on that house. We're leaving. Well, yeah, they saw you putting a light bulb in, standing on a ladder in a bathroom, like first <laughs> first week. Like, all right, this guy's not here to make impressions. I didn't realize they tied in the front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Looking at houses is just just awful, and I hope the market crashes miserably. 
just nosedives. I don't think it is. I don't think it is, man. Unless regulations put it, are put in place, that's the problem you're having, oh, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like these companies are buying and they're jacking up the price and they're continuing to buy, and they're just going to keep doing it until they dry up the market. So it's it's not like a normal market right now where the, yeah, there are peaks and valleys because you know people have money and they're spending money and then they're not spending money. It's not like that. It's these are private industries, right? And and I think people realize at some point that like there is no upper limit. They can just keep as long as they work together through Discord or whatever. They can just keep jacking the market. And like yeah, no, it's like there's nothing that's in place that's going to stop it from from going twice as high as it already is. So ev- yep. everyone has to rent. Yep. That's exactly where we're going to be in you know, 10, 15 years. And I think the younger generation thinks that's okay, but oh, it oh. won't be. It's going to be very bad. Very bad. I don't think, I don't think the younger generation like is, is happy with it at all. They, I think they, they know quite well that it's, a system designed to yep, and nobody around here All has right. pools. Well, of course not. You're in Colorado, man. Why would you have a pool in Colorado? It's hot right now. For like two months out of the year, dude. Yeah, like the worst months. Well, people still <laughs> like to get into a pool. I would not like I now. I, I've had a pool in my last two homes, and I do not understand how people on the East Coast where I used to live had pools, because I would not be spending this money and this effort to maintain a freaking pool if I couldn't use it all year round, which, I mean, there's a few months out of the year. You, you don't really use it out here, but yeah, just a two year, months. But. <laughs> Ah, uh, I just I, I want a hot tub is really what I want. I'm at the yeah. I say like, don't get don't get a pool. Get just get a hot, a hot tub. You'll be yeah, fine. I'm at the I'm at the the age now where my dream is to get off work and then play video games in a hot tub and do literally nothing else. Although you will enjoy this, I've found a brand new way to incredibly irritate my uh, the just weekends. Me. The weekends are chore days. Just I've got my normal list of stuff, keeping up the house and things like that. But I also got a, a video game called House Flipper, where the, <laughs> the game itself is literally just to clean houses with a 3D mop. You just clean around the entire house with a mop. Like what is, a 3D what mop. is wrong with you? What's wrong with you? The disappointment on her face when she left the house with the dog. And I was playing this game and she came back and I was still playing this game and hadn't vacuumed the floor was like, <laughs> you are a bad person. It's like a fine wine It's such like, yeah, it was, it was as angry as a lot of her other angry faces, but it had a specific like <laughs> note to it that you only get from a well-aged angry face. It was like that. She is going to kill yeah, me. No. Like this is a, this is like like the last face I'm going to see. So instead of cleaning the house, you played a game where you cleaned the house. Yes. Yeah. See now, had you done that in VR, it might have been a different different experience. <laughs> I mean, if I done if I'd done it in VR, I would have actually been cleaning my house. <laughs> That's what he was talking Walking about. around the house. 
running into things. What fun is it a game where you're cleaning a house? I don't get that. So it turns out it was just the look that she gave me. I haven't played it since then. <laughs> and you, I, I would really advise you not to play it ever again. Like, bury that one in the backyard somewhere. It, it was fun for don't. a couple hours. I don't recommend Move it. it. Although Power Washing Simulator did just come out, and I'm considering getting. What is wrong with just stop? You you better not you I get in get in with those uh those Among Us people the the whole PHP Among Us crew. I I I don't play video games, but I really want to do this one, and I'm just too much of a puss to take 15 minutes to understand how everything works. I need to watch the videos again. Here's a video you got to watch. July 21st, FarmCon 22 is kicking off. It's a three-day convention devoted to Farming Simulator. And if you're wondering, yes, the pros from Farming Simulator League will be in attendance. See, that that's going to trigger me if... <laughs> If that's a successful conference and we can't get tech uh, up and going, I'm going to lose my mind. I will tell you, not only is it a successful conference, I believe this is their... Does anybody else want to throw up? (laughs) I I just... (laughs) The fact that Farming Simulator has not only a conference, but a professional league is just... It's everything with the world coming together. Like, sure, you can't afford a house... Unless maybe you're a professional farming simulator player. <laughs> and, and you know they have they have fans. Like like they have roadies and they have fans. Oh yeah. And, oh yeah. Yeah. You know it. No, the, the FSL is nothing to joke about. It's got a two hundred fifty thousand dollar purse. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. That's it. Way to bring us down. We we need to wrap this up. We've done our Patreon. We've done our uh, our support, our sponsor. Uh, thank you, Honey Badger, by the way. Uh, thank you, our Patreon supporters. You uh, you are what keeps this going. The show would have been long gone had uh, had you guys not uh, shown your support. Wait a minute. I probably shouldn't say that. Don't leave Patreon, please. No. Please don't leave us. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, no, seriously, we do appreciate it. Um John and I are working to bring PHP Tech back next year. Like I said, I'm not doing this whole "this is a secret." We got a big announcement bullshit with you guys anymore. We're, we're going to be like That's real good. honest with you. So, it's not uh, at the John Deere yeah. forum is it? Because that one's taken. That, is that taken? That's where FarmCon's going to be. Gotcha. Well, well, we'll we'll scratch that one off the list. Uh, I don't really want to say where we're going to be because we're really yeah, not we're officially anywhere. Yet. So. Yeah, we're not officially anywhere yet, <clears throat> but uh, we do have wheels in motion and trying to make things happen. So stand by. Elephants? Yeah, we still got elephants. If you want elephants in a very cool box, don't order more than two. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the secret limit. That's the hack there. And also, the two come tightly packed. They're best friends by the time they get here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, not well thought out by me when I ordered the boxes. Well, they are their own packing material. It actually works pretty well. Exactly. It's not like we had to worry about them breaking or anything. So I actually put two elephants in a much smaller box before. 
uh, in the USPS flat rate box. And so when I got the new one, I'm like, oh, if I just make it a little bigger, it'll be better. Yeah, it's still really tight. What do you? What's your? Uh, what's your take on the I'm a PHP architect, uh, Tom? I'm just curious. Just the the phrase itself. Yeah. Do you like it? Would you rather it not be there? I, I like it. Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> I know how much these cost. I'm not saying that sucks. <laughs> I made that mistake before. <laughs> That's the big thing is if uh, if you have a PHP architect Oscar or not Oscar, what's it? Archie. Archie. If you have an Archie elephant from before, you don't have this Archie elephant. This Archie elephant has a nice little slogan on it. One that we're proud of. Is the Laravel um, elephant also available from PHP Arc? Arch. Arch, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's that's on there as well. And that is out what Alfie? I forget, John. What's the elephant? What's the logo? Is it Leona? Leona, unofficially Artie. Yeah, Artie. Yep. The kids love it. Cool. It was fun. We're we're, we're happy we did it. Don't know if we'll do it again, but it's uh, it's been. It's been fun. What's really, really exciting to me is uh, the fact that I don't have to ship them. <laughs> <laughs> That's to be fair. You've—I don't know if you've ever shipped anything except for the the PHP ugly. Yeah, he's done most of the shipping. I just picked it up. We had a we had an exciting thing happen where John had to go to storage and get more elephants. Right, John? Twice. Am I twice? Twice. Wait, twice? Yeah. Oh, I didn't think I knew that. Cool. Yeah. Should have picked up more than two the first run. <laughs> <laughs> I made the mistake uh-huh. the first time I went. Instead of bringing two big boxes home, because I thought it would drive my wife crazy, I'm like, I will open two boxes, and I'll take half a box of each. Oh, that's reasonable. Got them home and shipped them all, and I'm like, crap, now I need more. <laughs> Next time, just use the space that your 3D printer is taking up. Take take that to storage <laughs> and bring a box back. That's a good idea. How's uh how how are we doing it on inventory, John? Uh, fine. They're they're all in the trunk. You're, you're supposed to say, well, people really should order now because you know we do have fewer than we started with, and we continue to go true. down. Sorry, I'm not paying attention. I'm looking at parallel so, videos. You, you should also Damn, you should lower your max quantity from twenty, seeing as I don't know how many diaper boxes that's going to take. Do we have a max quantity? Really? It's just a drop down. We've surpassed that. Not on a single order. Sure. Oh, 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 you're right. Technically, that wasn't a single order. Yeah, you're right. We had a, this is a whole community thing. We had, we had somebody organize the smuggling of elephants to a foreign country, uh, which uh, was meant to save on posting, uh, postage. Did you hear about which did. Oh, it saved a ton on postage. <laughs> oh, no kidding. It was a huge, it was a huge benefit. Yeah. yeah. Well, the cocaine pays so that was itself. really cool. <laughs> I, you know, in hindsight, John, we should have just thrown a bunch of boxes, a bunch of the PHP architect boxes in there so that they could box them up, you know, over there. Well, 
but that would have been a good whatever. idea. It would have been. And I and we I still get tweets of people. I have I have a I ha, I'm under the impression that there is a physical handoff happening with some of them, and uh, it's cool to see those uh, those pictures come in. I, I'm very excited. About you know you like I don't I've never done enough things in the community as much as I support the community as much as I want to be you know beneficial to the community. I never feel like I've done enough. Where it was like, oh yeah, I was part of that, and this is one of those things. Like, you'll see somebody tweet about their elephants and say, oh yeah, I'm part of that. Like, I'm the reason you have that in your hand right now is because of stuff, stuff I did. So yeah, cool. You're welcome. So I like it. Cool. All right, let's wrap it up. Sounds good to me. What's wrong with you, Thomas? Why are you shaking your head? I. I just saw that they make a gigantic version of like the little okay, paper not re- wrap. Not relevant. No, not relevant. I I didn't want to. Not say, didn't say. Didn't want to say. They, they, so so let me let, make sure I understand correctly. John's looking at paragliding videos. You're looking at uh, firecrackers, and I'm I'm just bleeding my heart out on the table about how much I love the PHP community and how special it was for me to be part of something. Seems like a good spot to wrap up the show. I'm Eric. I'm John. I'm Tom. Keep, Keep it, it ugly. ugly. One, two, one, two. Uh, coming off the top. Y'all know how we do. Listen, I'ma drop a freestyle you can cherish. I'ma send a shout out to the host named Eric. Yo, he's never on some average shit. You know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate. I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song. Yo, shout the host name Thomas because he's never wrong. Yo, shout to John. You know that he's smart and quiet. Unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot. I'm about to do it like this because the people love me. Shouts out to PHP, the ugly. It's called ugly because it's not professional. But I'm about to come through and bless it with style. So let's do it when I'm spitting. I perfume the room. Yo, the segment of the show is called Doom and Gloom That came from Thomas Yeah, can nobody go beyond this I get the mic and then I'm about to keep it like a promise Yeah, and y'all know we fill them up with anguish We talking about the PHP, the programming language About to break it down, no exaggeration What do y'all do for a living? Web applications Okay, I can dig it, my words spray tight Uh, they getting together on the Thursday nights Yeah, when it comes to rhyming You can call me the new dude I spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on YouTube YouTube. So let's get it, you know my lyrics are major All up in the comments, they got plenty of haters But they doing what they doing, keep it ugly We ending every show with the saying it's lovely Let's go Yeah, come on